gentlemen seven o'clock on a saturday night and as usual that means it's time for the other podcast i'm your host robert stacy mccain and i'm not hello folks it's john hogue here the other guy on the other podcast and i haven't seen diana appear yet on the uh control panel oh yet, no but, but uh well She's we can probably hope eventually. leading a coup well it could be uh stacy i've been told that you blog at theothermccain.com and that other fine spots around the interweb yes and you can find my good friend john hoag's work at hoagwash.com okay and uh no diana no diana yet well yeah, we'll, yeah we'll i'm I'm, I'm i'm you know i was i was getting ready to just you know talk about valdosta and our valdosta correspondent is apparently not with us yet anyway i she was planning on coming because we exchanged emails about uh, mm. the uh, the uh, mm. agenda we've outlined so let's just go straight ahead right. stacy i'm gonna have Wait to talk for the to, light to show up uh, yeah but I'm, I'm gonna have to talk to you a couple of times about rule five uh, okay uh, but let's start out with a positive point point and i should explain to people what i mean by rule five stacy has a post uh, that you can find archived on from yeah. long, long ago. And there's uh, a link. 2009. And, when but there's, a, there's were a, all little children. Yeah, but there's a link to it on, on your homepage, uh, how to get a million hits on your blog. And rule five that you give has four subheadings. One, A, everyone loves a pretty girl. B, mind the my eyes glaze over factor. Uh, C, sex sells. And D, feminism sucks. So, it turns out that Rule 5 may also have something to do with how to get a million votes on a ballot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, see, a bunch of Danish AI researchers uh, set up a, a machine learning system uh, to sort the photos of Danish politicians. And, uh, well, let me just read a quote from a story that uh, I found on a blog called SciPost. Results showed that the neural network trained on the data was 61% accurate in predicting ideology basis based on facial photographs of both males and females. In other words, the accuracy of the prediction algorithm was better than chance. Uh, hi, Diana. I'm glad to see you popped up. Hello, Diana. We're not hearing her. No, we're not. I see her in the control panel, though. Okay, so okay. what is the problem here? I don't know. But we'll, well, anyway, oh. I'll just keep going. There she oh, is. I am having the worst time with, uh, with everything tonight. The, uh, when I tried to come in via the, uh, uh, via the usual app, um, yeah. I got that terrible echo. Oh, okay. And okay. when I'm, and at this exact instant, when I'm trying to, I had to go through my phone and then I couldn't get in that way because it said I didn't have Podbean. Just 
Never mind. Okay, it's just okay, not well, one of the well, best better board. days. Well, I mean, you know, we we've struggled with several different services. Perhaps I'm going to have to find a a, a, a different way to do this. But anyway, uh, welcome aboard. I was talking about the the Rule Five and politics story, and basically what I just said was, you know, the algorithm was roughly sixty one percent. That's a little bit better than three to two odds in the favor of it. And if you were if you could win bets at a three to two ratio, the, <laughs> the casino. Would kick you out uh, oh yeah I mean, <laughs> you know uh anyway an analysis of facial characteristics and continuing from uh, quoting the, from that post analysis of facial characteristics that were crucial in making decisions about ideology revealed that masculinity and attractiveness was not linked to ideology in males <laughs> however more attractive free females were more likely to be representative of right-wing parties Happy faces, both male and female, were also more likely to be representative of right-wing parties, while mm -hmm. faces with neutral expressions were more likely to be left-wing, although rare. Women whose faces showed contempt were more likely to be representative of left-wing parties. <laughs> so Rule 5 does apply and may apply at least to politics, at least in Denmark. But for what it's worth, my experience in the real world kind of pretty much agrees with that. And if you want to see an example, uh, there, I have a picture on my blog post uh, mm. of my wife, uh, who was a Republican. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, most people will agree with me that she was an attractive lady. She is and, a love. She was and she's And she's smiling. Mm -hmm. So th there's that. Um, so meanwhile, <clears throat> in Russia... <laughs> I had a post yesterday um, that said the news that evening was interesting. Interesting as in the old Chinese curse, may you live in interesting times. And Got that th right. This morning I woke up and I, I, I found the various kinds of tweets, one of them showing that uh, not only had the, the uh, Wagner people gotten to uh, uh, Rostov on Don, but they were actually having a pleasant meeting with the, uh, uh, mm -hmm. the uh, military uh, headquarters people theres no I've mm -hmm. been I have been following the story on the BBC now, good idea <laughs> uh, the reason I do that is the BBC on an actual moving story is pretty good about fact checking yes and uh, now after the the, af the aftermath of the story they may get pretty well screwed up but <laughs> uh, while it's still moving uh, you know, that, that's pretty good. And they've just, uh, uh, I've just seen, uh, they've got pictures of uh, the the Wagner fighters leaving Rostov on Don. They've got uh, a, a picture of uh, uh, the uh, leader, uh, you know. Prigozhin. Prigozhin. Yeah, Prigozhin. It's not it, hard to say. It okay, isn't. Say it again. It, say it again, Diana. Prigozhin. Prigozhin, yeah, well, you Prigozhin. know, my brother is just obsessed with this stuff, and he started telling me about Prigozhin and what he was doing and, and all this, and I said, it's the CIA, okay? Uh, no. This is well, a actually, damn you're thoroughly, psyop. No, you're thoroughly, totally, and utterly wrong. No, no, uh, the weird thing is, the part of this that I'm having trouble with right this instant is Prigozhin has agreed um, according to the latest that I've been able to pick up, to um, exile in Belarus. 
and his uh, the Wagner group being somehow or other absorbed into the Russian military. And I'm kind of like, why <laughs> would you agree to this? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's Putin's going to kill you. Man. I mean, well, oh least, God, well, yes, yes. Uh, it, it's it's Lukashenko is an is um, a, a Russian stooge. He's a a sock puppet. What's going on here? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, he's. Uh, it's it's on the other hand, uh, there may be some other thing where he's uh, that's a connection to to get out of the area, but I don't know. I don't know where in the world he could go and be safe now. He couldn't, you know, uh, uh, because most of the most of the places that would uh, be capable mm -hmm. of providing him with some level of protection are I don't want him. No, they're gunning for him. <laughs> Can you imagine the Israelis taking him in? Oh no, no! The Israelis would cheerfully um, would cheerfully uh, hand him back to Vladimir. <laughs> no, no, they they tell the Russians to take a number. Oh yeah, but there there would be a nice long list. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just that that ain't the way it's going to work. But anyway, um, uh. Two things. I had a post that I didn't get uh, that was late enough. I didn't get it into the um, I didn't get it into the agenda. But basically, one of the things that bothered me about this whole thing is Rostov on Don mm -hmm. is a Russian military headquarters mm -hmm. of the Southern Military District, and yeah. there are tactical nukes there. Uh, Veronezh, your your um, Veronezh is where they uh, actually keep yeah, those. Well, yes, but what I'm saying and they is took that, Veronezh. And it uh, yes, but uh, but the point is is that uh, there's probably nobody in the uh, in the Wagner group that is capable of uh, is trained on using those weapons. But my problem would be, well, what if somebody changes changes sides and then. Uh, and then they put out an official statement from the government uh, saying, oh, no, we're not going to let him get any nukes, which meant. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, my, my, my first reaction to that was, I wonder how many he's got. Yeah, yeah. But, and Russia know, being Russia, I, if you believe for one second that their codes are secure, assuming they even have them, uh, and launch delivery vehicles. Um, come on, guys. I am having, I am feeling just a touch skeptical. Well, no, but, well, I mean, this isn't where strategic weapons are. These are where the theater. Oh no, this is tax weapons. stuff. Yeah, this is yeah, you know, this is stuff that you know, with a range of maybe five, six hundred miles. Mm. You know, and we're talking about a place that's three hundred, four hundred miles from Moscow. Uh, it's it's, it's it, it, was, it was really worrying. Some anyway, Pinky today uh, <laughs> asked uh, if he was pondering what Brain was pondering. Said, "I think so, Brain. It's the wrong Wagner, but it could still be Gerda Damerung." Yeah, but I'm I but I'm just gonna I'm not I'm not gonna worry about this story for a while. I'm gonna wait for the fat lady to actually sing. <laughs> I'm you know at this point I'm doing my I'm trying to read Russian and realizing how bad my Russian is, and I've come to the conclusion that I have no freaking idea what's going on. <laughs> See, and that's well, look, that's well, what I knew when this first started breaking in the news is that I don't know what's actually. Yes, but happening. if you, if you but if you go to the uh, uh, RIA Novosti and TASS mm -hmm. websites, anything mm -hmm. you find there's probably BS. Just oh so gosh, yes. So you know, read the read the Russian versions of those sites. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been I've been puzzling through them myself. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter because now we're all dead anyway. That's right. <laughs> 
in case you missed it, uh, humanity was wiped out Tuesday, according to angry Swedish adolescent Greta Thunberg, who, for some reason, decided it was prudent to delete a tweet from June 21st, 2018, in which she quoted uh, 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 an article, quote, a top climate scientist is warning that climate change will wipe out all of humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years. Yeah, so right. Five years later, we're all dead. Okay? Well, there's one, that's one way of parsing it. Or she could mean we had to get rid of fossil fuels within five years in order to save ourselves. But the point is, she did have to sort of... Uh, memory hole that tweet yeah yeah because people would make fun of it 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 was what do you mean uh, would yeah <laughs> uh, here's here's the thing and and i had to go and look for it because the article she was quoting from had been uh deleted but uh uh where this came from was a professor of atmospheric chemistry Mm -hmm. at Harvard University named mm -hmm. James Anderson. Yes. Um, Harvard? Yeah. Oh, that was interesting. I just saw a, a, a story today about a Harvard business professor who is a researcher on honesty. It turns out that uh, all of his uh, uh, work is fraudulent. Yep. But meanwhile, going on with Harvard. <laughs> I think um, I saw the same article. Um. Anderson, it, it, this is, uh, I'm call, quoting James Watt uh, here. Mm -hmm. Anderson is calling for a Marshall-style endeavor in which all of the world takes extreme measures to yeah. transition off fossil fuels completely within the next five years. And, and this is a quote from him. Uh, uh, anyway, a quote from the article. Recovery is all but impossible, he argued, without a World War II-style transformation of industry, an acceleration of the effort to halt carbon pollution and remove it from the atmosphere. Quote, the chance that there will be any, any permanent ice left in the Arctic after 2022 <laughs> is essentially zero, end quote. Anderson ah, yes. said, yeah, so, so By the way, the, there's no more ice in the Arctic, according to this Harvard scientist in, two, in 2018. The last time I checked, the Arctic ice was roughly half a meter thicker than usual. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, in anyways, but as I said, all of these doomsayers mm -hmm. are following in the failed footsteps of population bomb author mm -hmm. Paul Ehrlich. Okay, but, I mean, here's the here's the important thing that they're getting wrong. Mm. What would you, how would how would we be lighting this room if we didn't have an electric light? Mm hmm. And, yes. and we, no, and, and we didn't have fossil fuels, so we can't we can't do the gas. We, we we would be using renewable stuff, in which case it would probably be something like beef tallow for the candles, mm -hmm. uh, uh, or maybe if it's an oil lamp, uh, the whales would be going extinct. 
they are would be extinct by now. By now. Well, and and then and you know, beeswax how... candles are lovely, but it's kind of they're expensive because of the effort to harvest. Well, beef tallow candles are, were actually even more common. Uh, Very uh, common. But the the other the other thing was uh, if this were December rather than July, we'd be staying warm, burning wood, yep. which is much more polluting than co even coal. Yep. I mean, it's 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 getting away from those kinds of renewables and using uh, particularly gas and oil. That Efficient. It, well, it, not only that, it's just cleaner. Mm -hmm. Efficient and cleaner. And, you know, but they don't want to hear it. <laughs> you know, if we if we if we got away from fossil fuels, uh, where would people uh, get uh, things like the plastic to make syringes to, for, to be able to do, uh, dose, uh, mm -hmm. you know, get their doses of insulin. Yep. You know, it, it's, it's, they're just not thinking it through. Yeah. Well, the, the, the point is, is this, um, these apocalyptic predictions are an appeal to emotion. Yes. Um, yes they are. And, uh, uh, one of the things, uh, you know, I cite in here and include links to where you can actually purchase books by Ronald Bailey, mm -hmm. who is an award-winning science writer for Reason Magazine. Reason Magazine is the libertarian journal. Mm -hmm. In 1993, he published Echo Scam, The False Prophets of Ecological Apocalypse. In 2002, he published Global Warming and Other Echo Myths, How the Environmental Movement Uses False Science to Scare Us to Death. And that's just it. It's about trying to scare people. And, and these books are crammed with actual facts that refute everything that these people claim to believe. And so whenever people say... And, you know, and they'll say this to you, you know, if you're a writer, you ought to write a book about this or that. You ought to. Well, what's the point of writing books to prove that liberals are wrong? OK, <laughs> we have known for over 50 years that liberals are wrong about everything. OK, that vast libraries of books have been written by people <laughs> proving that liberals are wrong. And yet people continue to elect liberals, and last time I checked, Joe Biden is president. Well, the thing right. is, the thing that's 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 really wrong. First of all, you have to remember half the people are below average, right? Okay, so and and even if you're above average, that doesn't mean you have good ideas. Oh, and got so, that right. <laughs> and so, one of the greatest challenges in life is. Testing your own ideas against mm. reality, and even allegedly smart people have actually sometimes have more trouble with that. And sometimes it works out rather poorly. Well, anyway, anyway this whole thing, um, I've died so many times from <laughs> things like net neutrality and tax cuts that I'm just finding this whole thing rather tiresome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, there, there, there's all sorts of marvelous things that science has invented, uh, like uh, submarines, uh, <laughs> carbon fiber subs. Okay, before we begin um, our Schadenfreude-ish uh, 
undertakings on this um, poetry break. Indeed, go with it. No man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If a clod be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less, as well as if a promontory were, as well if a manner of thy friends or of thine own were. Any man's death diminishes me, because I am involved in mankind, and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. And Thank so you. we go Thank with the, fact, I was the a, fact that... I, when I was a senior in high school, yes. okay, in the choir we sang, No man is an island, no man... You know, anyway, Don't so give that's up your day job. Each man's joy is joy to me. Each man's grief is my own. I think okay. I think the uh, probably the Gilligan Islands theme is more appropriate here. But okay, anyway, but, but, but or either anyways, that, you know, either that or the fact that you know, after all these things, I've merely died from. We've got a group here who are really most sincerely dead. You know, people. Uh, you know, I, I want to take issue with Diana, and and mm. as fine as John Dunn's, as noble and idealistic as John Dunn's. Uh, uh, poetic sentiment may be the universal brotherhood of man. <laughs> it's just, you know, it, I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's not working out that way. Uh, this heaven on earth thing. But meanwhile, it was, he the never bottom promised that. Of the North Atlantic. <laughs> uh, the, the headline on my post, once it was confirmed. Yep. Um, uh, that the ocean gate type, had been lost um, was five passengers set That's sail that day for a three-hour tour a three-hour tour and then the weather started getting rough and the tiny, the tiny ship was ship tossed, was tossed. I, I, and, and I, I was wondering why the Gilligan's <laughs> Island theme kept running through my head when I was watching the news on this. And, but it's just my irreverent uh, sense of humor that always got me in trouble as a schoolboy. Mm. The U.S. Coast Guard has confirmed that the debris found of the Titanic tourist submersible Titan, quote, mm. is consistent with a catastrophic implosion yeah. Of the vessel, vessel, close quote. Well, all passengers of the Titan are presumed to have died. Yeah. And I said, dying in a catastrophic implosion is obviously much worse than mm. being stranded on an uncharted desert isle. And I mean no mm. respect to Stockton Rush, who I'm sure was a mighty sailing man. Well, on the other hand, it probably wasn't a particularly bad way to go compared to running so freaking fast after 96 hours, you know, uh, in that tube. Well, so, there's, yeah. there's, there's no, the, uh, there's no such thing. You know, I, there's no good way to die. Okay. Let's fight. Everybody dies sooner or later. And, you know, and, you know, and everyone's talking about, tragedy you know it, it's, it's a not tragedy. a tragedy this is not a tragedy and except in so far as that we have hubris nemesis 
Yeah, you know, you know I hear the thing is that is that I get so tired of TV news people because TV mm -hmm. news people have this way of, of when something is supposed to be very serious, they get this sort mm. of sober face look on it. And they are performing. They're actors. Mm. Hello. I majored yes. in drama in college. You're not effing fooling me. You're overacting. Okay, as soon as the cameras are turned off, they're they're just chit-chatting like it's no tomorrow, but they've been on they very sad and sober face and, and they they they're trying to control <laughs> To you're talking to you're, the appropriate mood that we're all concerned about this. No, you're not actually concerned about it. You think it's going to help your ratings. You think there's an audience, CNN, that wants the latest updates. Top of the hour. I mean, for three days, wasn't it? I didn't. Every effing hour they were leading with this oh the sub oh I the didn't. bottom of the sea oh blah 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 uh i was pretty sure when the uh, u.s navy was not offering to help that it had imploded yeah well i didn't know what had happened to it i was but, pretty sure it had imploded but, uh, uh anyways uh right, there look, was there's a whole bunch of uh submarine Mike, uh, on the floating in the water and also down on the seafloor, acoustic uh, receivers, microphones, oh, yes. essentially, all across the world now. And the yes. navy, the navy heard it implode, and they yes. knew where it was within yes. a, 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 a few hundred feet. Yes. Yeah. Well, my general misanthropic attitude, my sarcasm and irreverent attitude about this thing. See, it, it, this is me. This is how I am, is that when someone is, you know, oh, we have to take this very seriously. Really. I just want to I just want to you know, crack a joke. It's just my natural. Well, thing. actually, there was there, there were some serious things to come out of this. And one of the things relates to my profession engineering. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, this guy who ran the company m made the mm -hmm. point of he hired people uh, for diversity rather than for con uh, competence. He didn't want yeah. uh, over 50 white guys, which is kind of, yeah. kind of, yeah, it was no. bad. It was bad. But anyways, um, well, no, I mean, there were some not, very bad takes, very bad political, lots takes of bad takes on, about on this. what happened even competent engineers can get into trouble. I mean, yes. comp competent engineers designed the Golden Gate Bridge. And yes. when they built the, the, the replica of it, but with the lo lower deck clo co closed in so they could have more lanes across the Tacoma Narrows. I think lots of people have seen a picture of the Tacoma Narrows. Galloping Gertie! That bridge. And so, you know... It, that, that wasn't that wasn't incompetence that did that. It was mm -mm. not even uh, it was ignorance. It's not mm -hmm. it, lack of experience. Well, mm -hmm. unfortunately, you know, that's a bit of that's educated my profession about mm -hmm. uh, paying attention to that. But the point is, is that it's the over 50 people, regardless of what color they are, that are more likely to have that level of experience that will Correct. keep you out of trouble. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. A anyways, but the uh, among the takes was uh, from the NewRepublic.com. This Stupid. headline: Ocean Gate CEO missing in Titanic sub 
had history of donating to GOP candidates. Basically, the New Republic signaling to their liberal readership, well, it's okay to be glad he's dead. <laughs> well, on the other hand, that is news because he's from San Francisco. Yeah, uh, and, you know, <laughs> but he was apparently a Republican donor, and, and that's very interesting. Which that is he weird. Was, well, I mean, he's he's old stock, you know. It's a, I mean, it's 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 just you know, it's a, it's a wasp thing. Anyways, we're we're good Republicans. Anyways, um, uh, uh, meanwhile, uh, the headline, and I quote from um, uh, Breitbart.com, uh, MSNBC analyst Ellie Mistal uh, jokes about Justice Sam Alito dying near the Titanic. And this was his tweet, which apparently he hasn't removed. Quote, next time some rich white person wants to take Sam Alito on an expensive trip, please take him to see the Titanic. Mm. And and I'm like, you know, see, this is one of the things, and this is why uh, certain people are employed uh, at MSNBC because Jeez. you can't criticize Ellie Mistal because he's black and to criticize him would be racist. So he, uh, can, he can get away with saying the most obscene bullshit, okay, mm-hmm. that, that somebody, and excuse me, if you just said that to somebody in real life, okay, <laughs> if you weren't some bozo on uh, and speaking of bozo what about that mm. hairstyle anyway yeah i know if, if you weren't some bozo on a cable tv show you'd get punched in the face for talking like that okay it's and that's the pretty problem revolting. in the world now is a is there some people that need to get punched in the face okay and ellie mistal hello oh my god He's threatening violence against him. No, but it, but it would do the world a lot of good if mm-hmm. Ellie Mistal uh, got punched in the face occasionally, as he certainly deserves to. No. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. back at the ranch. No, did we, I just go off on a tangent? Yes, and but uh, you a know what? Uh, let's that tangent went right by the reason why uh, people uh, pay attention to uh, what we write and say is because it's interesting. And if they find it interesting, it would be good for them to support it. And if they want to support it, Stacy, tell them about the yellow button. Yes, folks, if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice near the top of the center column, the yellow button with the word donate on it, because I'm not a billionaire with a, a taking a ride on a sub. Okay. But anyways, nor am I an MSNBC contributor. Meanwhile, back on the blog, uh, the yellow donate uh, button, if you will click the button, it will take you to my PayPal account uh, where you can contribute dollars, pesos, euros, yen, uh, shekels, whatever currency you've got, except Russian rubles, uh, you can just donate through PayPal to help support the blog, uh, to help support this podcast, and, of course, most importantly, to keep my wife happy, because my wife likes it when I make money from this gig, and keeping my wife happy is job number one. 
Meanwhile, over at my good friend, John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. I don't have a yellow button, but I do have a tip jar icon over in the sidebar on the right. Click on it and you'll be taken away to my PayPal account where you can help support Hogwash or this podcast, or just be nice and give me a donation. I'd like that too. Uh, you can also uh, do your shopping for trinkets and stuff at the whole wash store and get all sorts of interesting stuff there. And you can use Amazon shopping links that you'll find uh, at both our blogs or at other uh, fine blogs around the interwebs that participate in the Amazon affiliate program. This is something nice that Amazon does to support the blogosphere. When you use those links, the blogger gets a small cut of the action. Uh, Regardless of how you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. And Stacey just wandered around the corner, so I'm going to oh. uh, uh, <laughs> fill here. Ah, <laughs> oh, there he is. He's come back. Stacy, put your headphones on and listen to what I'm saying. Stacy, look at me. Do you see anything unusual or different about me? You've, you've known me for a little over 10 years. Have you ever seen me wearing uh, 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 glasses? Yes. But yeah. what were they? Half glass reader glasses. What uh -huh. do you see now? Oh, you now have actual glasses. I have, I, I have reached the point in my life where oh. it's not only are my arms too short, my far vision is uh, falling apart. <laughs> oh, my god! I'm wearing bifocals. Oh, my god! You goodness. are? I are wearing bifocals. Oh my! Oh, Actually, I'm I'm wearing what are right now. I'm wearing what are called occupational bifocals, uh -uh. where the uh, the uh, reader sections are in both the top and the bottom because when I uh, uh, it's, uh, it makes it easier to see the screen on the laptop looking down rather than uh, up at the ceiling. Does it to get? <laughs> okay. So, but so, oh, John, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, uh, but on that leaves you know. I, so I understand. This may explain one of the po you know my. Failing vision may explain that uh, uh, post I had titled "Something Failed to Proceed as I Foresaw." Uh, I had expected that the Department of Justice would let Hunter Biden's false statement on that ATF form run out, uh, uh, let the statute of limitations hmm. run out on it uh, in October. But apparently, hmm. uh, well, Stacy, you have a post about uh, white privilege, yeah. or is it Biden privilege? Yes, of course. Um, uh, yes, it was um, white privilege or Biden privilege. And uh, this involves a headline, lawyer for rapper Kodak Black complains <laughs> client got three years for Hunter Biden's gun crime. Um, and uh, and uh, imprisoned Florida rapper Kodak Black makes an important, his lawyer makes an important point. Nobody else certainly not a black man, would mm -hmm. have gotten the sweetheart deal Hunter Biden got from the Department of Justice, okay, <laughs> is, that, is that it is obvious, it is blindingly obvious that, mm -hmm. uh, uh, now I will say that uh, uh, Kodak Black has a very lengthy criminal record. Okay? Yes, he, he does. He is not a Boy Scout, okay, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but still, uh, you know, the fact that he's, he's just, you know, this is like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not justice, okay? No, because of course not. Because there are people serving time in mm -hmm. federal prison 
for the same crimes that he committed, and he get he, he it, it says not right. a single day in jail. You it know, says, the only people I have seen talk about this are right wing media. <laughs> but the, the 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 thing is, is that it says right there on the form. If you mm -hmm. lie on this form, we're gonna we can send you to jail for five years and fine you a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but what he did, of course, what he did, of course, was that he was a uh, a drug addict. Okay, mm -hmm. and you're supposed to check a box that confirms that you are not uh, a, a drug addict, among Indeed. other things. And and, you, and 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 in fact, most of the things in federal legislation that have to do with gun control are probably unconstitutional, but that's probably one of the few that's okay because we had a, uh, we've had a history from back, back into England that, you know, drunks, uh, mm -hmm. could, uh were not allowed to have arms. Yeah. Correct. So, so, you Habitual know, drunks were anyways, uh, deprived of the ability to carry arms. Well, uh, not only that, but if, if you were intoxicated, you were supposed to, supposed correct. to uh, disarm until you sobered up. But yes, I mean, so th th well, this is one of the few things that's actually a constitutional uh, uh, restriction on a gun, uh, buying a gun, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and the thing, and, and, and Biden, the President Biden has been hammering away for the last few years about how we're going to uh, common sense gun, gun. gun control and, and and put people in jail for violating gun laws. Right. 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 Like right. drunk right. people or druggies or your well, son. The, you know, <laughs> I, I cover crime all the time. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, one of the things that everybody notes that, you know, when someone is one of these uh, repeat offenders is arrested yeah. for murder, right? Okay, because right. people don't start their criminal careers usually. Uh, it, it is not, murder is usually not an entry-level crime. That is to not say usually. that by the time a person commits murder, uh, they have already committed uh uh, an escalating series of offenses beginning during their adolescence. And, and one of the crimes that you will often see on the uh, uh, charging documents is uh, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. Now, it is against the law for any felon, convicted felon, to own a firearm. And cor courts are, are beginning to o overturn that restriction for nonviolent felonies right. because it doesn't comport with the historical regulation of firearms uh, in America. Felons, mm -hmm. uh, felons were not ever restricted uh, uh, from being able to buy a gun until 1938, uh, eight, 1934, rather. It mm -hmm. was the first time there was a, a restriction. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but yep. yeah. It, but it is a long The history the is now. quite fascinating. But but the point being that if people wanted to prevent gun violence, if Joe mm. Biden believed his own rhetoric, there are already laws on the books uh, that they could use to put these people in prison. But they don't want to put some people in prison. And gosh, why don't they want to put them in prison? Because it's politically convenient. And I want to start, I want to insert a, a point that I made here is that maybe nobody is entirely objective when it comes to crime. No. Okay. We all have no. our biases. And um, uh, to confess my own bias, 
New England Patriots quarterback, Jack cornerback, Jack Jones, uh, was busted on a weapons charge for trying mm-hmm. to carry two pistols, loaded pistols, onto <sighs> a flight in his carry-on luggage, okay? Not and, a good idea. <laughs> and I, right now, I just want the most lenient liberal judge uh, in, you know, Biden appointee somewhere up there in New England uh, to let him skate on this charge because I have a, 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 a an interest in this, okay? I want Jack Jones. He's a great football player he's had a few difficulties off the field but he can dadgum play football and so Uh. yes i want him to be lenient but as my brother pointed out to me if we let this guy get off on this crime (laughs) right okay if this oh oh well you were just trying to carry a a a loaded gun onto an airplane well by that way that's that's probably no once again that's the law is probably unconstitutional because as a matter of historical stuff that that certainly doesn't come back for the colonial era there was no restriction about what you could carry on on uh uh, riding a, some sort of public transport, a stagecoach or uh, a, a ferry or something like that. Now, uh, it would it would not bother me if an airline said you can't bring a loaded gun on my our airplane, but that's not the federal government's business. Uh, uh, Anyways, uh, but the point is the law must be enforced and violators must be imprisoned or else we shall descend into lawless anarchy. Well, but see, the and thing we're is, good at that. And but and the thing is, though, is when you have laws that you know laws that are themselves illegal, essentially unconstitutional laws, that doesn't breed respect for the system. And that's when you're going to wind up with disrespect for law. It's the that's and and it's the disrespect for law in general at all that makes New York and Chicago, and St. Louis, and Philadelphia, and San Francisco, the places they are. Yes, sadly. You know, St. Louis, uh, New Orleans, and Memphis, uh, 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 Mm -hmm. as well as Detroit and Philadelphia. I I believe I've I've named, if those aren't the uh, five most violent, dangerous uh, cities. They're certainly in the top ten. If you take the five, mo- uh, okay, uh, Chicago t- on a per capita basis is not uh, at nearly as dangerous as uh, Philadelphia, Baltimore. Baltimore's another one. Yeah, Memphis. but the thing is, if you if you take the five most dangerous U.S. <laughs> cities, which are all mm-hmm. run by Democrats and have strict uh, control on uh, mm-hmm. on weapons of all sorts, uh, mm-hmm. knives even. Uh, if you take those five, <laughs> s- s- the, the, if you take the gun murders out of, of the, those things out of the U.S. S- statistics, we go from like number six in the world uh, to number 160 something, mm-hmm. you know, in, in terms of uh, our, our, our yeah. murder rates. Yeah. So, Very few precincts, uh, you know, a, a few mm. uh, uh not even counties, but uh, basically precinct level areas mm-hmm. account for yep. so much of the murder in this country. Five, I mean, you could cut the murder rate. Five hands. counties in the United States are mm-hmm. responsible for uh, a huge percentage of the murders. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll find that out. But I mean, it, well, no, it's, it, it, no, it's the counties where those five cities are. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that brings us to the bonus quote of the day that I, I, you know, I, have, <laughs> a quote, I have a quote of the day uh, every day at, uh, at yep. Hogwash. But on Thursday, I had a bonus quote of the day uh, that goes, I don't think that things can go too much further with the view mm -hmm. that law enforcement, particularly the FBI or Department of Justice, runs a two-tiered system of justice, the nation can't stand under those circumstances. That's, that right. John, that's John Durham. Yeah. By the mm -hmm. way, um, uh, what it was was that the 5% uh, of counties, okay, this is mm -hmm. according to my mm -hmm. good friend uh, back in the day, John Lott, mm -hmm. the, the <laughs> economist, 5% um, mm -hmm. of counties account for 73% of all murders in the country. It's got worse. It's gotten mm -hmm. worse since since he did that work, uh, but you know, uh, yep. Like I sadly, said, yeah. Well, you know, democracy dies in derpness, so we need undertakers, I guess, for that democracy. Aha! Mm -hmm. uh -huh. is, huh. is now Brave the time, of the revolution. Now okay. is the time where we curse the Washington Post. Well, and, and I, I mean, I was cussing a blue streak this week. Yeah. Uh, the headline is Undertakers of Democracy, mm -hmm. how the Washington Post is deliberately bearing the Hunter Biden influence. And, I, and I, can, I can give you the whole reason for it right off the top. Mm -hmm. Just follow the money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nicely done, John. Yeah, I, I, I have, I have always, I, I mean, um, you know, the the reason I'm up here and not down home is because in 1997 I joined the staff of the Washington Times, mm -hmm. and we hated the Washington Post. Okay, and the difference between us, and this was explained to me like mm -hmm. my first day on the job, or even during the interview process, he said that. It is. It, it can be summed up in two words: selection and emphasis. Okay, that mm -hmm. what we did. One of the things we did at the Washington Times back in the glory days when I was there uh, was was to look for stories that the Washington Post wouldn't cover. Okay, that they wouldn't think to cover because of their bias, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and and it's a hit them where they ain't strategy. Okay, and, it's one of the and, reasons why I read, read the Times back then. Right, right, and and, mm -hmm. and one of the things we would do uh, was you know we would always keep an eye out for some something that we could get exclusive that the Washington Post wouldn't think to cover and then uh, we had a great and i i'm not going to get too far off in this nostalgia trip but we had an approach mm -hmm. to how to break a story and then follow up on your own lead the next day okay and then pounded away and after two or three days of us pounding away on the story suddenly the liberal media would say i guess we've got to pay attention to this you know and, and, mm -hmm. and we, it, it was a it was a, a, a pretty good uh, method, but uh, there's a way to get it done. But um, every day at the Washington Times, there were two meetings, one shortly before noon and one about 5 p.m., where the editors at various desks, you know, the national desk, foreign desk, and so forth, presented their 
top stories to the editor-in-chief, who was Wes Pruden or whoever he had uh, uh, sent as his deputy if he couldn't make it. Anyways, uh, we were present our top stories, and, uh, and from among these offerings, uh, uh, Pruden would select what would be the front page stories. And I believe if I, if I'm trying to remember the count, I think we used to get six or seven stories that would be on the front page. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, and that was, you know, that was his ballywick. Okay. That Mm -hmm. was his authority as the editor in chief. Um, But the point I'm, uh, and, and I used to, you know, if, like Bill Gertz, okay, our national mm-hmm. security guy. If Bill Gertz had a story pitched for A1 and it didn't make it, and so <laughs> so then we would put it on page A3, which is the first page you see after you open the front section of the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, A2 is where you bury stuff. Well, no, no, <laughs> yeah, not no, necessarily. No, That's but anyway, the ad page. But anyways, but the point being that uh, <laughs> it was like a night and day, the difference between having an A1 story and having an A3 story, okay? And, and but the, I, I mention all this to explain that human beings make these decisions, okay? Mm-hmm. There seems to be a belief a lot of people have that, the news, okay, in other words, if I go down and I turn my TV on and watch Fox News, that whatever they're talking about, especially the top story of the hour, that that is the most important story. No, somebody has chosen that story. And, and you know, okay, we can decide uh, what is really important but different people will have different opinions. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, we, it was the same thing when I was in radio. Uh, you, uh, The first story uh, in the broadcast was, you know, the A1 story. And the uh, the first story after the first commercial was the A3 story. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the point being that the point being that political bias just doesn't, you know, come out of nowhere. Okay. Human beings are making these choices. And, and it, it's like, why? And, and, and people don't think to ask, why are we doing this leading every hour with this stupid submarine story? A bunch of rich guys story. decide we're going to buy a ticket to go down and see the wreckage of the uh, Titanic. Well, actually, two miles below the Atlantic I, Ocean, like... We had hey, a death maybe wish. something could go wrong, well, and it did. Big effing deal. Who uh, cares? Well, well, you know, depending on what the other news on a particular on the day that broke is, I can see that going in the left column on the front page, right, and then mm-hmm. going someplace else uh, on the follow up yeah. day. I mean, it, but I, I I can't see it. In the, I can't see it in the right column. Well, I mean, yeah, I've but been, it I've allowed. Uh, uh, sorry, but there is just nothing like uh, from the viewpoint of uh, visual a visual medium like TV news. There's just nothing like the ocean and people walk and, and, and people walking around looking important and getting on boats. It's oh, it's just a thing. Well, once once again, depending depending on what the other story is, I can also see that that was the top center picture, but mm-hmm. it's not the top story. No, well, it isn't. It anyways, be. but but I I mean, but I always look at news uh, from that kind of mm-hmm. standpoint. Uh, you know, is that 
uh, mm. because I know that people are actually making decisions. So Friday morning, well, <laughs> I'm down at the local sheet store uh, and I was working out of sheets and I, I stepped outside to have a smoke and I'm looking at my phone. I go over to Mima Random, uh, which is the uh, uh, blog aggregator, the blog news aggregator. And with a, with a, with becoming a more and more heavenly uh, left wing spin. Yes, it is. Uh -huh. Anyways, and so so the top story on Mimi Random had this headline: IRS whistleblower says Justice Department slowed, stifled Hunter Biden case. And the story below yeah. that was: IRS agent told Congress of Hunter Biden invoking his father in business deal. And these stories were from the Washington Post and the New York Times. And I'm saying, well, finally, right? The, okay, the, the blockade, you know, on a, this story has that, broken yeah. down. Yeah, on A15. Yeah, and that's right. I go over and I, I look at it. So I walk back in the store after I finish my cigarette. I walk back in the store, pick up the paper, and there it is in a little box the at tombstone. the bottom left-hand side of the page. In other words, it's not even a story on the front page. It's a teaser to a jump <laughs> on page A15. And I just, <laughs> I, I, I just was like, you sons <laughs> of bitches. Why would you? You know, and I, I, you know, I, I, have, I can imagine if I was the reporter on that story, well, it's you an can important see me story. later. I'm gone. I'm well, out of here. You don't. You don't stick that story on a fifteen. It might have been. It, it might have been defensively, depending on what the other news was. It might have been an a three story, particularly if there was another mm. story on the same thing, same subject. Nobody ever quits at the Washington Post. Have you ever noticed that? You ever, I have. You know, you know, I mean, I <laughs> well, I walk like, out of the newsroom of the Washington Times. I say, bye bye. Well, okay, when they they made a decision I didn't uh, agree with, and I was like, "See you I, later, folks." Well, I, 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 yeah, no one, no one, uh, no one quits uh, like that. I mean, I've seen people move <laughs> on to other major news sources, yeah. but you're you're true. On the other um, hand, you know, it's not like they don't have other stories they could uh, uh, d deal with. Uh, mm. uh, uh, it's they could. On the local pages, they could have plenty of crime stories. Of course, so could the Detroit Free Press. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, folks. Uh, uh, <laughs> because it's Pride Month. Oh, boy. By the way, someone told me that uh, Gluttony's Month is November. Uh, that makes that was Stephen Cruiser, and he's right. <laughs> yes, a, a transgender woman of Jeez. color in Detroit was murdered during Pride Month. An investigation is underway after the body of a transgender woman was found at a hotel near Woodward and Six Mile in Highland Park. The mother of Asia Davis is devastated, asking why and how something like this could happen. Ah! She's my only child. She was just getting a job and went to school. I don't understand. Oh, why this happened? The victim's friend, Alona Anderson, was outside the hotel where Asia's body was found. 
It's a hotel where many in the transgender community sometimes stay. Quote, <sighs> anyways, and, and, but... Um, Anyways, so boy, um, the please... the amount of the the amount of tap dance dancing going on in this article. Yeah, yeah, it's a hotel where many in the transgender community sometimes stay, and and I wonder what sort of business was being tra uh, transacted in this no tell motel. I've seen the video, uh, their surveillance <sighs> video that the police have put out when they've tried to find the suspect. <laughs> Uh, yep. And it shows him leaving the hotel on foot about 11 mm -hmm. p.m. on the night in question. And so, and we can only speculate why he was there. Uh, mm. Meanwhile, in Milwaukee, yeah. the 33-year-old Milwaukee man charged in connection to the murder of Kashe Henderson, a black trans woman, has entered a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity, the new plea deal came down. The new plea came Thursday, uh, June 15th, just one day after Henderson's sister spoke out about her sister saying, quote, my family and I just want justice for what happened huh. to her. Cordell M. Howes was charged back in March with one count of first degree reckless homicide in Henderson's death. The charge came after the Milwaukee Fire Department responded to a home near 29th and Villard on February 26th for a fire. Mm. After discovering Henderson with a gunshot wound, Milwaukee Jeez. police were notified. According to a criminal complaint during a search of the home, a detective discovered a gasoline can, a gas can nozzle, and the key fob for a Toyota an unfired 9mm cartridge was also recovered. Henderson's Toyota was found parked in the parking lot. Police identified house in security footage taken near Henderson's uh, apartment and among the charges against house is, quote-unquote, possession of a firearm by a felon, habitual criminality repeater. So, so, yes, yeah, so Cache Henderson, yet another transgender uh, woman of color uh, well, murdered. Not all transgender women of color uh, are, are uh, women of color, of course. None of them are women. Yeah. But, but uh, mm. the, 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 you, you would just have to deal with the way things are progressing. But, Stacy, before we get on our crazy people are dangerous. Uh, uh, yeah. But there's so many more. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's uh, before I get we get to the crazy people are dangerous thing. I am going to have to remind you that Rule Five says everybody loves a pretty girl, and this headshot you've got at the top of the post is neither pretty nor a girl. <laughs> yeah, the wonderful joys of progress is the headline on the post about Stacy Marie Lawton, a, uh, <sighs> with fake hair. A state representative in um, uh, New Hampshire, the person now known as Stacy Marie Lawton, went by the name Barry Charles Lawton Jr. when he was convicted in 2008 of credit card fraud. Uh, uh, after serving four months of a 12-month sentence, Lawton evidently realized he was actually she and also 
a Democrat. Now, I quote R.L. Dabney there about, in our day, innovations march with so rapid a stride that they quite take away one's breath. The fantastical project of yesterday, which was mentioned only to be ridiculed, is today the audacious reform and will be tomorrow the accomplished fact. Well, innovations were indeed marching with a rapid stride so that by 2012, Lawton had gone from the jailhouse to the state house, winning election as a state representative. And there was a big headline in the Huffington Post. Stacey Lawton, New Hampshire's first transgender legislator, hopes to inspire others. And she uh, gave a a very uh, interview in which she said that she said, I want the community to feel inspired. Well, uh, apparently uh, somebody else had a different idea. So they got uh, found out that um, uh, about this past criminal record mm-hmm. back when Stacy was Barry. Uh, and this had the result of uh, negating uh, his or her election uh, because under New Hampshire law, a person convicted of felony must complete their entire sentence before being eligible to hold office. And Barry slash Stacy had not done this. Well, anyways, after being kicked out of the legislature, Lawton returned to a life of crime, calling in a bomb threat at a local hospital in 2015. Uh, but afterwards, um, uh, Stacy Lawton, spent two weeks receiving treatment at a Vermont hospital for bipolar disorder. Yeah, right. uh, Before being charged with a felony count of falsely reporting an explosive. Quote, I have had a mental illness my whole life, and I guess this was my worst break with it. Uh, The story went on to say that that. Lawton also suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh, nonsense. Uh, But anyways, this week, uh, I I continue, (laughs) after having been reelected to the state legislature, because why would you put them in the uh, state mental hospital when you can put them in the state legislature, right? Well, the mentally ill Stacey Lawton was arrested this week on child pornography charges. Okay. Oh, my Lord. Uh, Stacy Lawton's uh, apparent uh, former girlfriend. I, I, person? Person, girl. <laughs> romantic interest. Let's romantic, not even try to go yeah, here. Yeah, it was really romantic, I'm sure. Uh, Stacy Lawton grief. and Lindsey Groves were arrested on some truly heinous crimes against children. And, and um and it's very bad, even by Democrats' Democrat standards. standards. Yeah, so it's um, crazy people are dangerous. And maybe uh, this time, uh, Stacey Lawton will get the kind of help that she really needs. Uh, she, like many, 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 many years in jail? <laughs> yes. Uh, throw away the key, folks. Well, I hear the boogie-woogie music in the background that reminds me. Uh, that when you're at the end of the program, we will not be here next week. 
You won't be here, but maybe Diana uh, will do it. We'll talk about it offline and see if we're there. I'll be in Alaska next week. So Yay! uh, Yes, I'll talk to you later. Uh, If you go through Palmer, uh, my my mom grew up there. All right, then. Rock and roll, folks, and we'll talk to you later. Good night, Diana. Night. Good night, Stacy. Mr. Breeze.